everybody. Welcome to the Professional Book Nerds Podcast presented by Overdrive. This is Adam joined by Jill. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's very muggy here. It, I, oh, just like, yeah, warm, warm, warm. Yeah. At one point when I first woke up, I was like, oh, I can probably turn our air conditioning off and open up the window. And then I opened up a window and I was like, closing, please. It is too muggy. I forgot it's supposed to be like rainy this week. So there's it's a lot of moisture in the air. Yeah. It's that time of year where when you see, oh, it's going to rain, it doesn't cool down anything. It just makes it like walking into a net outside. It's just yeah, like pretty much, pretty much. Um, yeah. So we are going to do our 2021 pride picks this in this episode. Um, I think a couple of mine were came out this year, but I also had a couple from 2020. I think same. I think a lot of mine came out this year. I might have one 2020, maybe not though. Oh, I have one 20. Okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but before we get to our picks, there's a lot of fun things that are coming up that we want to make sure you guys are aware of. So I'm just going to run through them really quickly for you before we get to our picks. So don't fast forward like three minutes. Like I always do on podcasts when they start promoting stuff. This is important. You're going to want to hear all this. Uh, first, we have a live Zoom virtual event coming up uh, ne- next week. Ne- I think next week yeah, next on, June week. Se- on June 17th at 3 p.m. with Kate Moore. Uh, Kate Moore wrote The Radium Girls, which she was on the podcast for several years ago. And she has a new book coming out um, this week or next week uh, called The Woman They Could Not Silence, which is about Elizabeth Packard, who had just um, the men in her life were just the worst. And they institutionalized her um, just because, you know, she didn't agree with them, basically. uh, And they tried and failed to remove her from history. So a really incredible book. Kate is a historian who just if you read Radium Girls, you know that this will also be a very harrowing tale. So that's on June 17th uh, at 3 p.m. I'll put a link in our show notes for you guys to sign up for that. You can also go to overdrive.com. It's like right at the top there. You can sign up for that. Also, if you guys haven't seen yet on any of the posts that Overdrive has done, uh, there is a Libby Pride t-shirt, which is lovely. It's uh, Libby's face and then the ribbon on the back of her hair. I don't, I'm like using my hand to show you where it would be, but this is an audio medium. Uh, but the ribbon on the back of, of Libby, if you're familiar with her face, is a, a pride flag. So it's really cool. Uh, they are on shop.overdrive.com. And much like everything else on there, uh, 100% of the profits go to the ALA's Literacy Clearinghouse, which is their Office of Diversity, Literacy, and Outreach Services. So go grab one of those if you would like. Um, they are being printed in mass, like as we speak. Uh, so I'm really excited about those. And actually, one more thing um, we'll have a bonus episode this Saturday, which I just remembered that I recorded. So if you're a fan of In the Heights, which is coming out on Friday on Disney Plus, I think, or HBO, one of those streaming services, um, In the Heights is the smash Broadway hit that is becoming a movie. Um, and it was co written and produced and created by Lin-Manuel Miranda, and his co-creator is, uh, her name is Chiara Alegria Hudes, and she is a Pulitzer Prize winning playwright. I interviewed her last week, so I'm going to put that episode up on Saturday just to kind of align with it. So if you're not 
subscribed if you're just listening to today's episode for uh, pride purposes. If you want to subscribe, you'll get that uh, on Saturday. So that was a lot of housekeeping. I think I did everything there. Um, right? I had everything. Did we talk about it, Palooza? Nope. That, you go ahead. Yeah, I knew I missed something. Jeez, thank you. Uh, yeah, so for our library friends, Digipalooza is coming up in two months, which is kind of bananas. Um, it is all virtual this year. And yeah, you can register. Um, it is only $39 for all three half days of our virtual conference. So you can, you know, there's like networking and sessions to help you become a, um, you know, the digital expert at your library. We will, Adam and I will be interviewing Andy Weir, but you have to register and it is for our library partners. I'm sorry, non-library partner <laughs> friends. <laughs> yeah, this is a, a Digi exclusive. Uh, yeah, this is a DigiPalooza exclusive, but for our library friends, you know, come and hang out with us. Uh, so you can go to digipalooza.com for all the information and to register. And I know, I think we're, I know I am, I think we both, in addition to doing the Andy Weir thing, I think we're both moderating a panel. I'm not moderating. I'm actually part of a session on book clubs and community reads. Yeah. And I'm doing a social media thing with our good buddy, Ryan Lasala. He'll come back and he'll tell everybody how to be an influencer, how to go viral as our CEO. He's good at it. He's good He's at, so it. Good at it. Um, so that's all of the news. Um, now let's have some fun. Let's talk about our pride month picks um do we want to give the spiel about how we do every time we do this that all these books are important all year round yeah i mean all these books are important all year round (laughs) (laughs) i mean no like i think it's you know yeah it's it's one of those things that's tricky because it's not tricky it's not tricky it's uh you know this is not the only time of year we should be talking about these books and these authors. And we try not to, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just sort of also though a natural time to talk about these, um, books and authors and community, but yeah, you, you can read these books all year long. Yeah. And in fact, a couple of them are, a, a couple of mine are people who have been on the podcast who they, they weren't on the podcast just in June, you know, it's, you know, these books, these books are incredible books because they're incredible books. They're, you know, they deserve your recognition for a million of a million reasons. And um, yeah, as we said last year, when we did our trans episode, Jill, I think you put it perfectly. Trans women are women, trans men are men, and all nine non-binary people are valid as well. So however you identify, we're glad that you're listening. And hopefully one of these books will be good for you guys that you, you enjoy. Um, how many did you pick? seven okay you can start i did i i picked six so i'll let okay. you start plus i feel like i've talked for like 10 minutes already so. <laughs> okay my first one y'all i'm so excited for this one it is fat and queer an anthology of queer and trans bodies and lives it is an anthology um edited by miguel and morales bruce owens Grimm, tip joshua uh tj Frenti. i y'all like fat and queer yes please thank you that that is delightful and um it's perfect book for me so this is a collection of prose and poetry at that intersection of fat and queer identities and also trans identities as um fat as well and it's just 
it's just everything you could possibly want in the entire world. Um, so yeah, fat and queer, go get it. There's some really fantastic authors in here and the stories and everything is just delightful and wonderful. So go, go read that book. I think my favorite thing that you do on our podcast, I think it's my favorite thing is when you're really excited about a book and you just start with, you just go y'all. And then you have a great pause there. It's like a lot of times as people know, you and I don't tell each other our books ahead of time. So when you hit hit us all with a y'all, I'm like, oh, Joe's about to give us something wonderful. I, I did that on a, I think it was an Instagram post of mine on my personal account where I did a y'all maybe it was Twitter. I don't remember. And someone, Oh God, I feel really bad who it was, but someone comment commented, they're a listener to the podcast. And they're like, I read that in your voice. <laughs> I love it so much. It's just literally every time you do it, when we're doing back and forth recommendations, I'm like, Oh, whatever Jill's about to talk about is going to be truly fire as the kids would say. So I just, I don't know why that one like jumped out of me. I just kind of, I was like, man, I love when Jill does that. No, like, I've been, I, I am. I, yeah, I bought this, the, this book as soon as possible. I had like, like pre-ordered it. Um, I follow some of the writers um, on Instagram and had before the book came out and they were like posting excerpts. And I was like, uh, yeah, I need this book, please. Because <laughs> this is all a little too much. This is all a little too close to home for me in a good way. <laughs> uh, on the but notes. I'm, I'm going to need it. I'm going to need this book. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so my first one, I talked about it several times this year, but I don't care. And the author was on the podcast. I'm going to talk about it all year round because I think it's going to be one of my best books of the year, The Profits by Robert Jones Jr. It's, it. I we talked about when I interviewed Robert, it, it's like the closest thing to like James Baldwin that I feel like I've ever read. And it is the story of <clears throat> these two male slaves, Isaiah, and Samuel, and they are in a relationship. And it's sort of this thing where on their plantation, they're both young and they are exceptionally exceptionally strong. And um, I'm using quotations here, you know, but good slaves, you know, like the, the white people who own the plantation, like love all the work that they do and there's never any you know, issues with them. So it's kind of this like unspoken thing where everyone sort of knows that they're in a relationship and no one brings it up until people do. And then um, it's just this, heartbreaking story of their love and how they're trying to survive um, on uh, you know on this plantation but it also jumps back and back in time uh, into Africa like before any slaves uh, or like as basically slaves were being kind of captured by white people who were then bringing them over to the states and it's just it's so well written and it's so like lyrical and I haven't been able to stop thinking about it for six months. And anytime someone asks me for a recommendation, I like shout the profits at them and then like throw a copy at their face, um, which is not how you should do a book recommendation people. Um, but it's just such a, such a wonderful book. Um, and I can't recommend it enough. So yeah, that is the profits by Robert Jones jr. And if that name sounds familiar to you, um, he has a very popular blog and Instagram account, which is Son of Baldwin. So there's very there's groundwork for or there's precedent for him to write like James Baldwin, since that's like a whole thing about him. 
What's your next uh, one? My next one is The Secret to Superhuman Strength by Alison Bechtel. Alison Bechtel is, of course, the uh, author of Fun Home, the graphic memoir, and you probably mostly know her name from the Bechtel test, which is um, about, uh, it's a test mostly applied to movies and television where it's about whether or not two women have a conversation with each other without um, about something other than a man mm-hmm. and lots of things fail that. So anyway, <laughs> Alison, and it, and it comes from a, a comic she had done many, many years ago. So she um, does comics and graphic novels. And this is a graphic memoir about her um, lifelong love affair with exercise. And it is about sort of this obsession she's had from childhood to adulthood and fascination with like all of the fitness crazes that have come out along the way, um, which of course there are always some bananas fitness graces that, that happen. And, and she does it in that way. Um, that is so hilarious and, and delightful. And, um, it's just classic Alison Bechtel. So that's the secret to superhuman strength. Uh, my next one also just came out and I, we didn't mention it in our June books, which maybe was on my list and I didn't get to it, which is weird, but it's with teeth by Kristen Arnett. Uh, Kristen Arnett wrote Mostly Dead Things a couple of years ago that, or maybe it was like last year, that was delightful. Um, but with Teeth, it tells the story of Sammy Lucas, who, if she's being honest, is scared of her son. Uh, so Sammy works from home in close quarters uh, in the, this Florida house that she lives in with their son, um, Samson, who is like an unknowable boy who resists every attempt to bond with him and uh, she's uncertain of her feelings about motherhood she tries her best driving cleaning cooking prodding him to finish projects for school while increasingly growing resentful of her absent wife Um, as samson grows from a feral toddler to surly teenager sammy's life begins to deteriorate into a mess of unruly behavior and her struggle to create a picture perfect queer family unravels with her son's hostility finally spill, uh, spilling over into physical aggression, Sammy must confront her role in the mess and the possibilities that it will never be clean again. So I haven't read With Teeth yet, but I read Mostly Dead Things last year and it was so like fun and dark, but funny. And is Kristen writes really, really well about family relationships. And so uh, really excited for With Teeth, which just came out um, on June 1st. So it's a brand new one. Uh, my next one is Filthy Animals by Brandon Taylor. I don't think this actually is out yet. I think it comes out. It comes out this month, but I don't think it's mm-hmm. out yet. <laughs> so um, you could go pre-order it or put it on hold. Um, so Brandon Taylor is a novelist and writer. His um, n- debut novel, Real Life, was a Booker Prize finalist, which is a pretty big deal. He is an incredible writer. And This is a collection of linked stories set among young creatives um, in the American Midwest. And um, Brandon frequently writes about um, um, being, yeah, like a a young uh, queer black man um, living in the the Midwest. He, I believe, um, is either at Iowa for writing or has 
graduated from Iowa for writing. And that is definitely an intersection that comes up a lot in his writing, including in his collection, Filthy Animals. Um, and I, really though, he is just a phenomenal, phenomenal writer. I am so excited for this. I've read some of his other short fiction. He's had stuff appear like so many places mm -hmm. and it's it's all just really just delightful and wonderful and very powerful. Um, and I, yeah, I'm super excited for Filthy Animals. Yeah. Uh, my next one is, came out last year. Long, long, long time friend of the show, Marika Nikon. Uh, Even If We Break came out last year and it is, I think they described it on their Twitter last year as like the most inclusive book ever because it really, it's, <laughs> it really, it's, yeah. it's so accurate. So what happens is there's these five friends that go to a cabin. Uh, four of them are hiding secrets. Uh, they had like, it was all throughout high school. They were um, really close and they've kind of grown apart and it's there. They go there to play this like immersive um, kind of, Dungeons and Dragons type of a, a like a role-playing game and it turns into a crime scene and it's sort of like a murder mystery but every single character is um either they have uh, they're either disabled or they are neurodivergent or they are non-binary or they are queer or they're bisexual it's like everyone has just like they're just every single character is so wildly different and it makes this a just beautiful beautiful cast of characters that um they all if I remember correctly I read this last year if I remember correctly they all narrate at some point and they're so different and Marika just does such a wonderful job of like speaking in their voices so that you know how well you know who each person is um, and they're not defined by these specific traits, but it helps play a role into how they make their decisions. So like if someone of like the neurodivergent character, like they are very practical about how that they, they look at things. And it's just, I don't know, it's, it's such a fun book. And like I said, the cast, the cast of characters that you get to, to meet is just delightful. So it's Even If We Break by Marika Niekamp. My next one is Last Night at the Telegraph Club by Melinda Lowe. This is a novel, I've not read this yet, but I will tell you this came up in a discussion, uh, a work discussion with um, Marissa who runs our, is on our digital book mobile team. She had mentioned this book and I immediately put it on hold. Um, this is about 17 year old Lily who is growing up in America in the 1950s. She is um, Asian American, Actually, I'm not sure if she's like Asian or Asian American, but she's living in America. She, you know, has an Asian background um, and she is a lesbian and the Telegraph Club is a, a lesbian bar that she goes to um, with Kathleen and, you know, it's the 1950s. It is not a safe time for two girls to fall in love, especially not in Chinatown. And um they, you know, it's, it is about sort of being in that time of America and being lesbians. And, um, you know, her father has deportation sort of threatening despite his citizenship. And, you know, it's a question of, you know, like Lily and Kathy, are they really, or Kathleen, um, risk everything to, you know, let their love see the light of day. And, 
as um, Marissa was describing this book, I like pulled up my phone and opened Libby and immediately put it on hold because it sounds so good. So that's the last night at the Telegraph Club. So good. That's oh, so hi, Marissa. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. Yeah. Marissa. <laughs> hi, Marissa. Um, okay. So my next one is Burn It All Down by Nicholas DiDomizio. Um, this, <laughs> this book, it just came out at the end of May. Um, and I missed it when we were previewing May, but then I read it. I just, I found out about it later in the month and, and read, and read it. it. This is such a wild story. So one of our main characters is an aspiring 18 year old comic, Joey. And Joey found out that his boyfriend of the last 10 months has been cheating on him. Um, and basically Joey's like, I mean, I don't know what I expected. I'm, I'm addicted to all the like toxic jerks. So of course this would happen to me. And so what he realizes, what Joey realizes, like he inherited this, um, this trait from his like very messy, but very funny Italian American mother, Gia. And so Gia, like the last time she had a good relationship um, was like 10 years earlier. And basically they decide this mother and son that they're going to go on a road trip to meet back up <laughs> with um, the last like good man that either of them has ever known, which is Gia's ex Marco. But they're both so angry that they um, accidentally commit a series of crimes and flee the country. And it basically turns into Thelma and Louise, but with a, a mother and a son. It's so fun. It's so wild. It, it's just amazing. Uh, the cover is really great too, but oh, it's, it's so entertaining. It's like a, it reads like a thriller kind of, but oh, so good. So that's Burn It All Down by Nicholas D. Demizio. My next one is King and the Dragonflies by uh, Case and Calendar. This is a middle grade novel um, and uh, was a national sorry was a national book award winner and recently won the Landa Literary Award for LGBTQ children's or middle grade book. Um, this is about twelve year old Kingston, and he is sure that his brother Khalid has turned into a dragonfly. When Khalid unexpectedly passed away, he shed what was his first skin for another to live down by the bayou in their small Louisiana town. Um, Caleb still lives in dreams and King must keep these secrets to himself as he watches grief transform his family. It would be easier if King could talk with his best friend, Sandy Sanders, but just days before he died, he told King to end their friendship after overhearing a secret about Sandy that he thinks he might be gay. But when Sandy goes missing, sparking a townwide search and King finds his former best friend hiding in a tent in his backyard. He agrees to help Sandy escape from his abusive father, and the two begin an adventure as they build their own private paradise down by the bayou and among the dragonflies. As King's friendship with Sandy is reignited, he's forced to confront questions about himself and the reality of his brother's death. And it, yeah, I just, that, I have, it, yeah, sounds so good. It is won all of the awards. And, it's, and it has won all of the awards. And yes. I, I just want to say, so Kaysen was on, they were on episode 392. And I just want to bring this up because I remember interviewing them um, at BookCon. 
and it was in between a couple of different interviews. And I remember that they were supposed to be at their booth signing books. And they're like the book that they were signing at the time was one of their adult fantasies, The Queen of the Conquered. And I remember them being kind of dejected because they had like very few people that came into their line. And I remember like reading this book being like, this is amazing. And you just, he just hadn't, they just hadn't found their audience yet. And I just am so happy for them that like, that, uh, it's just like so nice yes. to see because they're just such a wonderful human being. They are, they are. Uh, and for them to finally be getting the recognition that they and their books deserve. Uh, yes, I, I agree. I agree. so happy. Yeah. Well, I think good people have good things happen. <laughs> um, my next one, I think I've talked about it at some point in this year, but Detransition Baby by Tori Peters. Uh, this is, it's so funny. If you look up this book, it's been longlisted for awards basically by like everyone that can longlist awards. <laughs> it's just ludicrously uh, well received. And so this is a story of transgendered people who were in relationships and um, one of them is transitioning back uh, from female to male or sorry, has transitioned back. And it's just this, they wanted to write this story about these characters and, and their whole point was like, you can be transgender and also extremely messy. Like the fact that you're transgender doesn't have to be the thing that is that the book is all about. And so one of the main characters name is Reese and Reese really had it all like they had a loving relationship with Amy in New York city and a job that they didn't hate. Uh, they kind of like scraped together what previous generations of trans women could only like dream of like basically a comfortable life where they didn't feel judged all the time, but they were missing a child. And so then her girlfriend, Amy, who had detransitioned and became Ames, um, that they like their relationship fell apart and then Reese is caught in this like self-destructive pattern and basically it becomes this like (laughs) Ames and their new uh partner want to have a child but they kind of can't and so they're trying to have Reese be involved and it's just this like extremely messy like vulnerable book about trying to figure out life and it's so good it's so freaking well written and also the cover, like not for nothing, the cover is just fantastic. But yeah, Detransition Baby by Tori Peters is also one of my favorite books of the year. So go check that out. Uh, my next one is The 2000s Made Me Gay by Grace Perry. <laughs> I love that. I love that title. Oh God, y'all. Okay. So <laughs> I just did it again. See, now you've mentioned the y'all thing to me and I'm not going to be able to not be aware of it. Oh happens. no, I'm sorry. That no, was a it's okay. Point. I love it. It's okay. I know. I'm just saying. Um, so this is a collection of essays um, and, you know, sort of today's gay youth and queer youth have like tons of queer heroes, um, both fictional and real. Like there's a lot of very positive representation, um, but for um, uh, Grace, when Grace was growing up, yeah, she didn't really have that. <laughs> like there was not a lot of representation and there was not a lot of good representation or like positive representation back in the late 90s and and the 2000s you know she had like things to watch were um Katy Perry's I kissed a girl song and the all the questions about like Taylor Swift and just a lot of things and so this is a um collection of 
touch points that shaped her adult adult identity. Um, she came out on the other side, like many millennials did in her words, gay as hell. Um, after all these experiences and sort of that search for queerness in a largely straight teen culture um, that she grew up in. So the 2000s made me gay essays on pop culture. So good. It's delightful. Uh, my last one is Pizza Girl by Jean Kyung Frazier. Uh, this was a Lambda Literary Award finalist in 2020. Uh, so we have two main characters um, and our first one is a pizza girl and they're 18 years old and they're delivering pizza in suburban Los Angeles um, but they, and they are pregnant and trying to figure out life and grieving the death of their father and avoiding her supportive mother and loving boyfriend and just like trying to doesn't want to deal with their future. Uh, her world is kind of like thrown into upheaval when they become obsessed with Jenny, who's a stay-at-home mother uh, who's new to the neighborhood. And Jenny kind of comes to depend on these weekly deliveries of pickle-covered pizzas to keep her son happy. And so one of these women is looking towards motherhood and the other one is kind of looking towards middle age and they form this very unlikely bond and relationship and um, see what it kind of unfolds into and this is just right that this is right up the my alley of like books about like big feelings but like small stories that just like really only involves like the emotions of a few people and it's not like some life-changing event like for the world or like there's not like global stakes but there's massive stakes for like several people and um, I've been very into those types of books lately so just really really good bit heartbreaking but lovely and it's Pizza Girl by Jean Kyung Frazier. My last one is Transmutation by Alex Francesco. This is a collection of stories that kind of examines um, that place of being transgender and your family, you know, that sort of what happens and, and what can happen and it's not always good. So some of the stories include 16-year-old Junie who is transitioning and um, the clash that comes between them and their mom's boyfriend when the, the family moves into Chad's house on Lake Erie. Um, there is Sawyer and his dad. His dad had named his boat after his child and doesn't want to change the boat name from Sarah to Sawyer uh, now that Sawyer has transitioned. And so Alex in these stories sort of it takes these family relationships and, and looks at them through the lens of transitioning and kind of what that means. And sometimes um, just, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot going on. They're all super powerful and really well-written. Um, Alex has won, you know, awards. I, th uh, I think they were our uh, first let me see if I get this right. Their novel, All City, was the first Ohio and a book award winner by a trans author, which is very cool. Um, mm -hmm. And was got tons of praise. So that is Transmutation. That's awesome. Okay, so those are our 2021 Pride picks. Um, I'm sure we will do more Pride stuff in the coming weeks. We just don't have that planned yet um, because, hi, if you've been here for a while, you Come on, we plan our author interviews and then Jill and I figure out the weeks in between. It's great. Um, 
But yeah, lots of fun stuff. As a reminder, uh, click the link in our show notes to sign up for our event with Kate Moore, all about the woman they could not silence. Go get yourself a Libby Pride t-shirt and check out uh, Saturday's episode, All About in the Heights. Um, anything else, I think, did we, did we miss it? I feel like there's a lot of information today. I think that's everything. Okay, awesome. All right, well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Professional Book Nerds Podcast. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode from Overdrive.com, and our library friends can purchase these titles in Marketplace. Professional Book Nerds is proud to be an Evergreen Podcast signature program. To learn about other Evergreen podcasts, visit evergreenpodcasts.com. Our podcast is produced, recorded, and edited by Adam Sokol and Jill Grunewald and presented by Overdrive. For more information, visit professionalbooknerds.com. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.